let's look now at our all-important radar defense screen. But your regenerated circuits are tuned asynchronously, and that causes concatenation in the intermediate amplifier. Initiated startup sequence. Welcome to the Bishop O'Connell Roundtable podcast here at O'Connell High School. Uh, my name is John Meehan, and I am an English teacher here at O'Connell High School. And this week, I have uh, the opportunity to talk to you from inside the studio and to showcase some really, really awesome student work um, as we're working through our American Literature Honors Curriculum. Um, and this is all student submissions with you here today. Um, as we present on what we're calling our battle rap and rhetoric scenarios. Um, to sort of give you a bit of a background, uh, we just finished uh, studying the work of our founding fathers. Uh, the honors class has spent about two weeks studying uh, stuff like the Declaration of Independence, Patrick Henry, um, Common Sense, Thomas Paine. And uh, because this has been uh, really popular in this uh, time of year in an election cycle, we also looked at uh, modern examples, contemporary examples of, of rhetoric um, through political ads, through television uh, spots, through, of course, our political debates. Um, trying to take apart what it means to use rhetoric and what it means to craft well-made arguments. Uh, in addition, as luck would have it, uh, we had a chance to look into the libretto for the musical Hamilton, which has been uh, really a Broadway sensation and has taken the world kind of by storm. So uh, w inspired by all that stuff, uh, myself and the other English teacher of the Honors American Lit, uh, Miss Carlene Knopf, we got together and we cooked up a really neat assignment. We thought it would be a chance for our students to have some fun with some rhetoric and rhyme of their own, um, borrowing against those same rhetorical strategies that we have been studying in our uh, poetry and in our rhetoric of our founding fathers. Um, we challenged our students in each of our classes to put together um, battle rap style uh, verse trading on one another um, with the uh, idea of assuming a historical persona in their battle raps. So for example, something like uh, a battle rap between Thomas Jefferson and Alexander Hamilton is what we see in the Hamilton libretto, uh, where these two guys take their arguments to the stage and they deliver rhetorical verses against one another, um, sort of ideas and counter ideas. Um, but they're doing it not just with rhetoric, um, but with verse form as well. It really elevates the language and it challenges students to uh, really pay attention to the diction and how it affects the, uh, the tone of a piece. Um, and it winds up making uh, things that are otherwise maybe inaccessible or very dry and historical really come to life. So we're super pumped today to be able to share with you some of those examples. Um, today, actually, uh, we have samples from my third period class. Um, and next week, we'll have a few more examples from uh, some of the other classes here um, at O'Connell. So what you're about to hear is some student examples of work. And I was uh, impressed by the work that my students had done. So I wanted to sort of put in a few of these uh, bumpers between when they talk, um, sort of set the stage for you. I also want to let you know that um, this sort of thing, you know, I think you know, battle rap, I think like 8 Mile with Eminem, right? Um, it turns out it's a very old uh, tradition in, uh, in a number of cultures. Um, in African-American cultures, um, uh, dating way back through the time of slavery in the United States, there's this notion of what's called the dozens. Uh, you know, the idea about playing the dozens is kind of like a, your mama jokes back and forth. Um, it's, a, it's a rhetoric battle. It's an attempt for two uh, participants to sort of show their, their wit and their elegance, um, or their eloquence uh, towards one another. Um, but I did some digging. And I, I actually found in my copy of the Dictionary of Literary Terms and Literary Theory, uh, which is an old school reference book here. Um, uh, it has like hundreds of pages of literary terms. 
But there's a even older precedent for this, going way, way back to uh, ancient culture from Old English. Um, there's a thing what they called flightings, and this is new to me, so I learn something new every week. Uh, but I wanted to read it from you here from the um, from that same literary terms dictionary. Flightings from the Old English uh, word um, fl flitian, I guess, which means to contend or strive or wrangle. Um, a flighting um, is a cursing match in verse, uh, especially between two poets who hurl abuse at each other. Early instances, the kind of flightings is the vehement exchange between the leader of the Vikings and the old English poem Battle of Malden. Uh, we also see it between Unferth and Beowulf, uh, way back in the early um, the epic poem, of course, Beowulf. Um, apparently Scottish poets were particularly fond of the form. Um, and it's the type of thing that uh, it, two people stand, you know, in, a, in an open hall or they stand in a public arena and they really just kind of throw shots at one another to sort of brag about who's the best um, and a chance to sort of, uh, I guess, elevate their own um, ethos at the expense of the other. So we thought it was a perfect way to tie in with, uh, you know, political season with these uh, battles we're seeing rhetoric debates on stage. And I'm super pumped today to be able to show you some examples of uh, some of the stuff that my students were doing. So without any further ado, um, I just want to you know, throw to some samples here. They're really great. We won't listen to all of uh, the pieces back and forth, but I just have some really cool clips, and I think, uh, I think you'll really dig it. So um, thanks for tuning in this week. I'm super pumped uh, to be able to show off some great students. I want to start with a fun little rap on behalf of the Burger King, uh, who's throwing shots at Ronald McDonald, the, uh, the clown who's trying to sell inferior burgers. This comes from my third period uh, student named Will Witt. I recorded it for us, and I wanted to throw it for you now. on top we the home of the wop like my wrist we got ices and they always on lock okay you thought your fries were good they made patrons scatter we made ours with chicken and fried them in some batter yo what is all day breakfast you need to move on i guess it doesn't matter when your clients tastes have gone what's up with all this nonsense who wants a mcwrap all i know is i could take down your mcwrap So I really love the wordplay there. I think Will's doing a great job of punning on the good the words uh, McRap for McDonald's, right? Um, and that idea about playing with batter, ices on the wrist. It's just a very clever way to, to show off uh, the intelligence of, of the one rapper against the other. Um, I wanted to show you that uh, sometimes students worked in pairs and uh, instead of you know doing an identity cipher from just one person's perspective, they pulled off a battle rap between two historical figures. In this case, I wanted to throw to our French Revolution, uh, where we have uh, Robespierre, uh, of course, you know the the, the the dangerous mind behind some of the, so much of the violence of, of the French Revolution, uh, throwing shots at uh, Javert, uh, who we see uh, as a character, of course, in um, uh, Les Mis. And I think this is a great example of uh, back and forth between the two characters, really playing off of one another's words uh, to craft their arguments and make them that much more impressive. Here, take a listen. I'm Javert. If you cross me, you'll be hurt. If you escape me, I'll chase you to the end of the earth. I once knew a man named John Viljean. He tried to escape me, but now he's John Viljean. Oh, you run to me, but you can't hide. You're trying to find that I'm your guy. If I catch you sitting, I'll put you in prison. I'll make you drag ships until your hands are crimson. I'll call you by a number because I don't care for your name, and that's all it'll be to the end of your days. Day in, day out, I'll make you afraid. See my face drilling towards you down the promenade. You can rise to the top, become mayor. I'll always be able to see through the layers. You can disguise your face, disguise your hair, but I'll always be able to see right through the mask because I know your trades and tricks anywhere. It's you who I'll be able to unmask. 
In the barricade, I'll dress as one of you, all in the name of getting back at you. This game between us two is never ending and we'll have a fairy tale ending. This game of cat and mouse, I'll chase you through the streets, through the sewers, through the night until you're beat. So my life committed to the law of constantly catching thieves, murderers, and outlaws. Fair game for me is anyone who defiles the law. Jabert is my name, and you'll be sorry if you try to beat me at my own game. My name is Maximilian Robespierre, and you ought to know me. I'm a devotee of philosophy, and I've defended my reputation incorruptibly. If you see me in the streets, you better start running, because if you, I think you're a threat, off your head's coming. I killed King Louis before he could say au revoir. Then the people asked, who's the leader? And I said, c'est moi. My revolution sparked a reign of terror, and thanks to me, I became a notorious dictator. My buddy Joe Guillotine helped me with defeating every opponent I faced by using his guillotine. Now the streets are turning red, and I'm running out of heads. But the revolution has started, and the terror keeps coming. 17,000 heads, no leather. The people are running, hiding, and rushing out of France to escape what they call a terror avalanche. If you commit a petty crime, you better get in line, because your life is mine. You may say non je te but get with the times because it's the end of the 18th century. I'm the new purge of this great revolution. I control life and death like it's an institution. You can't control me. You can't douse the flames. The only way to catch me is by calling my name. And my name is Maximilian Lutier. So as an English teacher, I mean, it's so exciting to listen to students uh, get geeked out about pulling in works of literature, works of art, and uh, works, of course, of history, uh, really tying together all the things we're studying, um, going so deep into those character bios, talking about uh, the revolution in France, uh, the 17,000 people, of course, who died by the guillotine, and really just going into um, character bios, and it's just evidence of a lot of work that the students put in. And I'm so proud to see it happen, um, because it, it's clearly... Um, evident that they're having a lot of fun with the project, while at the same time bringing life to uh, things that they, they care about. Um, not everything had to be so serious. Uh, sometimes we had some fun uh, battles between like uh, pop celebrities or people from pop culture. Um, the challenge of the assignment was to adopt a persona and you know sing from that person or present from that person's perspective. Um, here I wanted to throw to another one, battle of two uh, women from history which are uh, leaders in their own right and uh, controversial characters. Uh, we have another one here and this one is a battle rap between uh, Cleopatra, who's the Queen of the Nile, and Mary, Queen of Scots, who famously is also known as Bloody Mary. Here, take a listen. Ha, 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 you think you're so clever. You forget you're messing with the goddess of the Nile River. Known for my beauty and my irresistibility, what you gonna do? Execute my family? Thousand years ahead of you, making my mark. You're a chump at my character's a shot in the dark. Mark Antony and I inspired a play. You inspired a dream to wash your sorrows away. Oh. <laughs> I'm gonna need a drink to continue this battle, or I'll have to send a postcard from my castle. I can promise you know I can swear on the Bible my verses are better than yours are by a mile. Funny that you call yourself the queen of the Nile. You look to me more like the queen of denial. You ain't scared of me, but come a little nearer. Say my name three times and look in the mirror. Yeah. So as you can hear there in the background, uh, we perform these in front of the class, and uh, kids really got a kick out of the uh, live back and forth. It really was great to see them um, getting excited about uh, just hearing these, these, these verses as performed, and then watching each other kind of set each other up for punchlines. Um, the big trick about the, uh, the battle rhetoric, or the battle raps, um, is that the students who worked in teams actually had a chance to uh, work outside of class helping one another write their rhymes. So the idea is sort of this give and take, um, you know, rat-a-tat. Person one would say something, then person two would respond in verse. 
Um, and just like, like a game of the dozens or these uh, flightings that we were talking about, um, the goal is not just to show off how good you can be, but rather to elevate the other person's rhetoric uh, by pushing them to be better. So by helping one another write uh, their pieces together, uh, picking two characters who either were similar from history or totally dissimilar, um, it, it pushed our students to, to kind of give away good lines, throw softballs over the plate so that the other people can, can hit it out of the park. And then by so doing, it really helps us model what it's like to uh, you know, craft rhetoric and be um, anticipatory when making arguments about what counterarguments and logical responses might sound like. Um, we have other examples here, and I'm going to play one or two more fun ones here. Uh, this is from third period. Uh, two battles of kings, but in a different sort of way. Here we have the king, Elvis Presley, against the king of pop, Michael Jackson. Uh, two stars of music in their own right, and two totally different uh, ways of, of approaching it, but really funny all the same. Uh, definitely historical and certainly pop cultural. Um, take a listen here. last one. Um, we're going to take a listen now to uh, something that was totally off, off the wall. Um, in this case, we had two students uh, assuming the persona of non-human characters. In this case, they're two favorite dinosaurs, which is totally um, outside of my realm of experience. This is straight out of a science textbook. Um, in one corner, we have a Brachiosaurus, which I think when I was a kid was called a Brontosaurus, um, a herbivore, I guess, uh, leaf-eating dinosaur. And on the opposite end of the spectrum, we have uh, a T-Rex, uh, who, of course, is a carnivore, a meat-eating dinosaur. Um, and they're kind of going back and forth on one another about reasons for dinosaur extinction. Um, I, I don't even know how they came up with this stuff, um, but I think it was great just to show how versatile the, the form is, uh, whether we're talking about historical characters uh, or, or characters um, from fiction, characters from literature, pop culture. Um, it's great to see the students just really bringing into the discussion things that they love and things that they care about or are excited about and still being able to have that, uh, you know, that same skill set transfer across all of these different media. So um, here's a, a battle rap between two more. We'll come back with credits on the tail end. Um, enjoy it. It's, it's, it's silly, and it's fun, and it's to totally science-y. Um, here's some excerpts uh, from the Dino Battle Rap. Actually, yeah. 
Well, welcome to the T-Rex Nation. I'll eat your whole family for fun and recreation. Full and free coverage right here on my station. Ha, I'm strong with protein. I'll laugh when the meteor crash on herbivore street. You will never be complete. Achoo! Gazoo tight when you sneeze out your head. My rhymes and riddles will put your butt to bed. More people know me. My books have been read. I'll die when the meteor hits, but you'll already be dead. So, so I wanted to thank you for tuning in again this week. Uh, some much fun stuff, uh, whether it was from history or science or literature or fiction or marketing. I mean, it was just really great to see my students uh, just, just really take to this excitement and just watch them have fun with it. Um, I hope you enjoyed listening today, and I want to give proper shout-outs to each of the students who had presented. If I have not mentioned their name inside of the podcast, I definitely want to give them their props here now. So uh, our Burger King for the day was uh, Will Witt taking shots at Ronald McDonald and his inferior burgers. Um, our two characters from the French Revolution, uh, one from Les Mis and one from real life. We had Robespierre and uh, Javert, played by uh, Catherine Gardner and Katie Garrity, which was wonderful. Um, we went back in time to see uh, Cleopatra, Queen of the Nile, played by Sophia Stallnaker, battling against Mary, Queen of Scots, as played by Abby Dinegar, which was awesome. Um, Michael Jackson and Elvis Presley. Uh, we had uh, Hannah Pinn playing, I guess, uh, Elvis, I'm sorry, Michael Jackson. And then uh, Clara Cobb played the part of uh, the king, Elvis Presley there. Um, we wrapped up with our dinosaurs. That was Hugh Bothwell playing the T-Rex and uh, Kylie Van Dorn playing the part of our Brachiosaur. Um, and for anybody I missed, like I said, this was a lot of fun. I, I hope you guys enjoyed this assignment. Um, maybe I should throw in one more bonus one just for kicks here at the end. So why don't I go ahead and just uh, for bonus assignment, if you're still listening, um, let's do one more here. And this is going to be a, a case of a pineapple under the sea, uh, hailing from way, way down deep. Uh, we're going to have Bart Whelan uh, doing a SpongeBob rap against Patrick Starr. And I'll try to give you as much of it as I can here in its entirety um, with the live reactions from the class just to kind of take us home because it was a lot of fun. Um, thanks for listening this week. I'm super excited to hear what uh, your thoughts are. Please feel free to tweet at me, at me, at, at me, hand DJO. And I'll let Bart take us out here with his SpongeBob rap. Um, enjoy the show, and we'll come back with more next week. Thanks.
can call me what you want, say I'm me. I'm firing my rhymes like torpedoes, like a submarine. <laughs> rhymes are whack, you're a wannabe. If I had to give you a grade, it would be below C. I'll wipe the floor with you like a sponge. Come on, take a swing at me, take a lunge. Like a jellyfish you caught, I'm gonna sting. I already told you, don't mess with me.